Our sponsor today is Invisiundies. Want to wear underwear but also want a clear view of your genitalia? Invisiundies has you covered. Get the full comfort and protection of wearing underwear with the visual freedom of going commando. And uh, Invisiundies come in two types, a free-flowing boxer so your junk can hang freely, or the boxer brief if you want to give the inexplicable look of having your genitals mashed together. So go to Invisiundies right now with the promo code Where's My Penis to get 15% off. Another movie review podcast. At least it's better than a car crash. And we'll do a some funny ass. Talking movies and having a blitz. It's the beaded podcast. It's the beaded podcast. All right, welcome everybody. This is Beat It Podcast Movie Reviews. I'm Joe Cabello, a screenwriter, and I'm here with Otaku Chris Asoto. What's up, Chris? Hey. Uh, great. This is. I'm really excited to talk about this week's movie, which is The Invisible Man. Um, and uh, but we have a lot to discuss before we get into that because I've had a pretty busy movie watching week. I don't know about you. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about what we've been watching. Um, I'll let you start. Anything interesting you've been checking out? Uh, so I did watch uh, the first two episodes of that Harley Quinn animated series. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I haven't really been keeping up too much on that other than seeing some people talk about it on Twitter. What's the deal with that? Yeah. Um, it's. I just kept hearing some good things, and I, I heard that it got picked up for a second season, and they just finished the first one, I guess, so... I was just I was kind of curious, especially after, you know, watching Birds of Prey. Did and um, did you like Birds of Prey? Yes, yes, I did. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, so, what's the show like? What's the animation style? The animation is, uh, it's pretty clean. It's kind of just. Is it kind of that not, DC style you see in a lot of the, their animated movies? Yeah, but it's like. Uh, it's if they made that but uh, it's it's not just like a bruce tim show or something like that mm-hmm. it's more like a generic kind of uh wb animated series that you would see back in the day like it's, it's less stylized but more okay. like a, a regular cartoon it's but um it's pretty interesting a lot of what they were advertising was that it was rated r it was like this R-rated cartoon, which is something they actually like kind of do like the the Killing Joke cartoon they have, the mm. movie, the Batman movie yeah. is like pretty intense. Like yeah, uh, it gets Gordon's really... daughter gets raped in it and you're like this is a cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, and so there's a lot of swearing and it, it's it's almost excessive, but it, it's tr- it's trying to be funny. I think it, if you like Deadpool, it's very similar in that. Which I kind of I kind of felt like um, Birds of Prey was in kind of a, a Deadpool type of arena. You yeah, know, not quite full Deadpool, but that style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's pretty good actually. the The action's pretty cool, and they do since it's like the R rated stuff, and they have a lot of violence. There's all this like excessive amounts of blood and. Yeah, it it wasn't bad. Not it bad. does it 
is it like for people who are fans of the Margot Robbie Harley Quinn character? Is it kind of like say, key into that? Yeah, if if you watch Birds of Prey and you liked it, and you're and you're feeling like I need more Harley Quinn, it's it's cool. And what the the other thing about it though is the central storyline is about her and Joker breaking up, but he's also a large character in it where he's like trying to fuck with her, and she's. Mm. And her and basically it's like she lives with poison ivy. They kind of have this relationship that's like you know budding s- romance possible stuff and interesting. But uh, it's so odd, like a R-rated cartoon is like, you know, nothing super new, but mm-hmm. it also kind of is. You know, you, you did have uh, kind of a history of more adult cartoons going back to as far as. Bebe's kids, Bebe's kids, um, but <laughs> classic. That's yeah, definitely you classic. know the classic example of Tone R-rated Loke. humor. Tone look as a baby. Yeah, like you know best. so. So that is there, but it's kind of just you're kind of like, who is this for? But you know, honestly, yeah, the the typical comic watcher now is an adult or a comic yeah. book lover yeah. turned. To, so Batman's in it too. They, it's like they don't hold anything back which is nice and they use all the villains like it's so it's interesting after watching you know the batman the animated series growing up seeing all the characters and they kind of had this like spin on them so they're all kind of creeps or assholes and it's it kind of shows you a look behind the scenes of like what the villains are like when they're not just fighting batman but they're all kind of like hanging out and how they try to like be the top villain but joker is basically number one and how they're all scared yeah it sounds kind of meta of the the world that's interesting actually and the the only the one other thing i want to talk about about it is they so they live in this in uh poison ivy's apartment and she has a roommate or well she has a plant that lives there but it's just um jb smooth Oh, amazing. And he's That's... playing the exact character that he plays in Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. And but what else could J.B. Smooth really yeah. play? Yeah. And <laughs> That's all we want him to play. I did not, I didn't look it up initially, but I just thought like, wow, is this character just a straight ripoff of J.B. Smooth's character in Curb? And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, duh. It's just it's him. It's just him. Perfect. Yeah, literally him. Oh, that's awesome. That That makes me a little even more intrigued to see it. Yeah. Just to see what the hell that looks like, like him interacting with Harley Quinn. Um, and where is that on? So that, it's just it's only on that DC Universe subscription service. Oh, okay, and that's like five ninety nine a month or something. Yeah, right? it's pretty yeah. cheap. Which I think I did. I share my account with you. Uh no, no yeah. If you want to watch it, I definitely could do that. Yeah, I might just to check out that that. Yeah, I got it just to see that new season of Young Justice, but I was keeping it around because they have all the DC mo- cartoon movies on there too. Yeah, yeah, uh, Batman versus Ninja Turtles. I actually own that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I haven't. I still haven't watched that one yet. I gotta check it out. Hello, this is Joe from the future of this episode. I'm popping in because unfortunately I had to delete uh, three entries in the what we've been watching section for when I talk about Crawl, Sweetheart and uh, Mr. America. Um, unfortunately, there was some audio issues, so instead of having you 
listen to some audio issues. I just cut that part out. So if you hear us reference any of those movies later, it's because we had talked about them. All right, back to the episode. All right. And then it's kind of been a, a low-budget movie uh, week because I also saw a movie called Empathy, Inc. Uh, and this was on Shudder. And this is about a guy who um, loses his job, so then he uh, decides to invest in and get into a startup that does VR. But the uh-huh. VR it does is it lets basically rich people feel like they're poor, down to like feeling hunger and pain and things like that. Uh-huh. Um, but it turns out, you know, there's something nasty going on with the VR and... Um, you know, I won't give out uh, way too much of it, but obviously things go wrong. Um, but it was a really cool movie. Uh, basically, it's kind of nice to see like such a high concept science fiction movie that really doesn't require anything. Like the VR machine they use is like a shitty chair with a shitty helmet <laughs> and a laptop, uh-huh. but it makes sense because they're a startup and it's just one guy who made, who's made this technology. Okay. You know, they didn't need to make, like, a big flashy room with a bunch of tech shit in it. Yeah. Uh, so it's, like, kind of having just, like, hey, let's have this really cool idea um, that gives you a feeling of a, a lot of, like, sci-fi and futuristic stuff, but doesn't need to be. Kind of like uh, that episode of Black Mirror, San Junipero. Okay. It's, like, all you really need is, like, the person wearing a helmet in a hospital bed and then cut to just normal life but they're younger and then that's science fiction but really what does that cost nothing yeah yeah um, so that i would uh definitely suggest that movie and it's uh, in black and white which i don't know if that was why that is <laughs> you know sometimes you're like oh i get what they were trying to say by having this movie in black and white but mm-hmm. i almost feel like um being low budget, it just made it look better being in black and okay. white than being in color. Yeah. You know, sometimes just like not being able to afford a colorist or, um, you know, showing the color actually just shows kind of the digitalness of it versus mm-hmm. black and white. Um, but yeah, definitely something to check out, especially if you have Shutter. And if you don't have Shutter, I don't know what you're doing. It's only five ninety nine a month, and it's great. It's, um, it's probably better than the DC Universe one, but. Yeah, it, I can say that it probably <laughs> is, unless you're so into DC. Uh, but yeah, so that movie was great. And then uh, just one more, which maybe we'll talk about more in like a future episode, but I saw Guns Akimbo last night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the uh, Daniel Radcliffe movie where uh, they bolt guns to his hands and make him fight Samara Weaving in a battle to the death. Um, and it's it's pretty much just as awesome as you'd expect but it's also kind of um, nothing. And it feels like it's a movie that should have came out maybe 10 years ago. Okay. <laughs> like, kind of has that, like, crank sensibility. Yeah, yeah, that's what I, that's definitely what I thought of when I saw the trailer. Yeah, it feels like that. And, you know, it just has kind of the story of the, the girlfriend gets abducted two-thirds okay. the way in type of thing. Um, I know for some, some people, they just kind of hate the tropes of women being used yeah like pawns in movies i don't necessarily mind it It kind of of course depends uh but i can see how that's kind of like okay can you can you do something else instead of it just being like nerdy guy becomes hero type of thing um but at the end of the day it's just a 
fucking Bloodfest, and Samara Weaving's pretty awesome in it. That's good. Yeah, um, her performance is definitely the thing I would look forward to most in that movie. Yeah, uh, it's definitely, like, the reason to go. And Daniel Radcliffe doing an American accent is <laughs> odd, but uh, <laughs> but cool, I guess. It's, uh, it's cool to see the movies he does, you know, because yeah. he can kind of be more selective, um, yet be a box office draw. So, like, things like or Swiss like Army a, a Man. Box, o- box office failure. Did, did our Swiss yeah. Army Man do well? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not even sure it had that uh, big of a release, yeah. honestly. I think it was pretty small. Um, but yeah, so saw a lot of good movies this week. I just kind of went ham on it and watched a lot. Uh, so I would suggest most of those, uh, except for maybe Sweetheart. But Guns Akimbo, I think if you're the type of person who would like seize the poster or seize the idea and is like, ooh... Well, yeah, you gotta see it. Yeah. And I think that's on video on demand right now. Oh, it is? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Then, yeah. I'll yeah, you can rent it. Out. But what I hate is you can pre order it, like the uh, the digital copy, for $10 uh-huh. or rent it for six ninety nine. Oh. But, like, okay, so if I rent it, then just a few more dollars I could have bought it. But if I buy it, I can't watch it. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of it sucks. Yeah, I, I think they should do the rental to buy feature. Yeah, I was thinking about that last week when we got Snatcher when we watched Snatchers. I just mm-hmm. thought like I rented it and it was like you know six bucks or something, and then it was like fifteen to own it. I was just like, man, I wish I just pay seven more bucks and or you know. Yeah, you should have that option afterwards. Like, just, oh, you just finished renting it. Would you like to purchase it for seven dollars more? Yeah. Uh, they could make money that way because I'm definitely not going to, you know, buy it digitally now. If I did buy it, I'd probably buy the physical copy since I've already spent money getting mm-hmm. the rental. Yeah. For some reason, that makes sense to me. But, yeah, I'm not about to, like, pre-order it for $10 after renting it for 7 Yeah, that's that's what I would hope to see because I do a lot of uh, video-on-demand renting and, you know, I'm always like, ah, should I get the digital copy? Well, I want to check it out first. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, cool. So that's a lot of movies, but really the big movie of the week is Invisible Man. And should we get right into talking about some Invisible Man? Yeah, yeah. I was wondering, are we gonna? Should we talk about it without spoiling it for a bit or something, or should we just go straight into spoilers? Um, I would say uh, if you're listening and you haven't seen it, um, we'll kind of we'll give our initial thoughts and then we'll tell you when we're going to get into some spoilers. Okay. Yeah. Um, maybe that's a good way to do it. Yeah. I figure. Yeah. If if use this as a companion, the full episode as a companion piece to having seen it, or if you don't care about spoilers. Okay. Um, but yeah, the Invisible Man, directed by my man Lee Wanell. Um, who he wrote the first Saw and starred in it. Yeah. Um, and the first three Saw movies, I think. Um, and he's pretty much has more writing credits than director credits. Um, but I think he directed the third Insidious movie and Upgrade. Uh, have you ever seen Upgrade? Yeah, I, I saw that in theaters. Yeah, that movie is awesome. Yeah. Uh, 
really like to upgrade and then he might direct the new escape from new york and i think it's sounding like based off of feedback from this movie and its box office he should be going on to direct more and more things because it did really well um what were your uh, what your what were your initial thoughts on uh, invisible man uh i liked it a lot yeah i thought it was a great movie very <clears throat> it's very surprising there's a lot of good, solid twists and turns in there. Yeah, and especially after us talking about it last week, we were talking about the trailer. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe it was two weeks ago. And like, we were like, oh, it kind of feels like it gives away too much. And I was hopeful that they would end up twisting and turning things, and they definitely did. Yeah. I wasn't even thinking about the trailer while watching it. Yeah, well, I was just re-watching the trailer after seeing it, and it seems like there's straight up scenes in the trailer that aren't in the movie at all oh really yeah, yeah that, that's kind of a thing that they which is really they cool. do now there's like or they solid fake outs yeah or just the ordering of things sometimes too they make it seem like something happens sooner or later in the trailer but mm-hmm. it's not the case in the actual movie yeah um yeah i really liked it as well i was like Pretty early on, like the first few minutes in, I was like, whoa, this is... Well, Lee Wanell's doing something really good here. Like, very thoughtful filmmaking. It's immediately scary and, like, tense. Yeah. Um, just, yeah, there, there's a lot going on with uh, the frame and sound design that I think is really interesting. Like, there's constantly so much, like, little noises... Like, yeah, and you can't really the, tell what those noises are. I saw it in Dolby, the Dolby Theater mm-hmm. at uh, AMC, and it was, like, the best sound I've heard in a movie, I feel like. And that that's so important, because I've been to some theaters where, I don't know if it was just they had the volume on lower or something, and mm-hmm. the experience changes, and especially for a movie like this. Yeah. Yeah, there's all these like little chatters. I saw an IMAX, um, which tends to have really good sound as well. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, this like there's always some like little chatter going on, or like little, not quite footsteps, but like just it makes you so tense and uneasy. Um, and also just empty space in the frame when you're like dealing with you know the bad guys invisible. <laughs> All yeah. that empty space, like, you're con- you're afraid of every inch of the frame. Yeah. You're like, okay, is, there, is something going to go on over there? Or should I be looking over here? And it makes it so, like, you don't know where to look, but you know something's coming for you. Um, yeah, and I know, like, reading about it, it's crazy because the, uh, the Invisible Man character, he's, like, in every scene, and they just digitally remove him in every shot that he's in. <laughs> I, I couldn't even tell where you were going with that. But <laughs> how it's so expensive yeah. to do that. Um, but in a way, what you said is kind of true. He is in every scene. Yeah, like he, he does have a presence even though he's not there with yeah, the, the like, shots and framing. Yeah, the whole movie you're kind of led to expect that he's just... Or not the whole movie, but, you know, a good 90% of it. You're led mm-hmm. to expect he's just, like, standing there watching her. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I thought that 
it just is such an unsettling movie down to the like literal horror of like an invisible man coming after you and then just the psychological horror of it as well yeah like someone who can do whatever they wanted to you and you can't do anything about it and the more you talk about it the more crazy you sound like that is terrifying on its own mm-hmm. yeah i thought it was uh probably one of my favorite movies of the year so far even though you know i it's one of the like certain horror movies when they're good i'm like i want this movie to be fucking over right now <laughs> that's how i felt about crawl i was like i feel so deeply uncomfortable i need this to be done with yeah but but in the best way so much tension yeah which uh uh what was i gonna oh crawl the crawl director um who also did uh, uh, a very tense movie he directed high tension which is oh, also yeah. a very tense movie so what's he trying to tell us here <laughs> Uh, but how about we get into some spoiler zones? So if you haven't seen it, um, you know, I really suggest you do see it because it's as good as everybody says. But maybe you're somebody who doesn't care about spoilers or, you know, you're not going to see it because you don't like scary movies, but you want to know about it. Well, <laughs> you could continue <laughs> listening. Um, so, yeah, let's get into uh, into some of the the uh, the specifics um what did you think about those opening uh credits or not credits but like the opening title the water splashing yeah, that, that that was, was really, really awesome cool. yeah it's creative it's kind of just gets you in the mood for what the what you can expect from how the invisible s- stuff works and yeah and, and in some ways kind of a, a teasing of the final act in the rain yeah. You know, like, hey, water is going to be kind of a a friend in a way. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I thought those were cool. And yeah, you're right. It does kind of get you in the mood for invisibleness or however you might say. <laughs> and it's just like tense from the very opening. So it's her basically escaping uh, the house quietly. And a lot of that you you see in the trailer or you don't necessarily you see the outcome of the scene in the trailer. So she escapes the house into her sister's car, and then he catches her, right? Mm -hmm. But what was interesting is we know from the trailer that that's how it ends. You know, that she's going to get to the road, get to her sister's car, and then he comes and smashes the window, and they get away. Yeah. But it was still so tense, and you're like, what's going to happen? Yeah. I found that it was so good, knowing that, like, we know she's going to get to the road, and he's not going to wake up. But why am I still scared (laughs) in the middle of this, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, that whole first scene, like, was just a master class in filmmaking. From visu- the visual storytelling of, like, the prescription bottle, you know, of diazepam. Mm-hmm. Right away, it tells you everything. Oh, she drugged him to put him to sleep. This was pre-planned, you know, and that's with no dialogue, just one shot of seeing the bottle. And the bottle, of course, becomes important later as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, loved it. Um, I also noticed something interesting about how it begins with her basically laying in bed next to uh, Adrian, I think his name is, her husband yeah. that she's going to escape from, waiting to sneak out of the house. And then it ends with her in bed with her niece, sneaking out 
to get back into the house. I thought that was kind of an interesting um, sandwich of the beginning and end. Yeah, the that's the last shot is just of her face, right? Close up, like zoom in on her face. Yeah, the very last shot. But I'm kind of talking about the last sequence um, sh- before she goes and does the sting operation to yeah. get him. Um, she's basically sneaking out of bed now instead of to escape him yeah, to, to confront, confront him. him. Yeah, I was like, okay, cool. This is this is how you do it. That's how yeah. you tell a story. Um, yeah, and uh, what's the deal with people in this movie not just hitting the gas in the car? Like, she <laughs> runs into her sister's car and is like, go, go, go. And the sister's like, what? What's going on? It's like, just go. <laughs> yeah. And then later, like, she calls an Uber driver trying to escape. The same thing. She's like, go, 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 go. And he's just like, mm, okay. He's like, I gotta do this three-point turn first. Yeah, it's like, dude, if someone gets in your car and says go, you go. They know something you don't. Yeah. That was so frustrating. <laughs> yeah, there was... Uh, uh, I, I definitely liked it, and then I just kind of thought there were some leaps in logic at some points that uh bothered me a little on. bit but uh like uh like what um so i think it's it's funny how he's like the villain uh adrian knows like everything that she's doing and he's always got his eye on her and all these cameras everywhere but like somehow he doesn't know that there's this giant vent in his closet and she hides yeah. all her stuff in it. It's so funny. Yeah, but... <laughs> well, I guess he wouldn't check the vent. You know, like he knows. Yeah, he, he probably knows, knows, it's, knows there, it's there. But he's like, she's she's not smart enough to open this vent, this giant yeah. vent, and that's waste level in her house. Yeah, and true, and like she steals or hides the second suit. Yeah. Um, you think he'd be more worried about that, or like? Yeah. Where's yeah, the that, suit? Yeah. See, that's another funny thing, too, is that there's more than one suit. And, like, after sh- they kill Adrian's brother, they're back at, like, the precinct. And the the friend is like, well, we got him. Clearly, the bro- Adrian's not the bad guy. It's just the brother. And she's like, well, <laughs> he definitely yeah, is she- doing something. And the argument is like, well, we got the one suit. There can't be more than one suit. That's it. Yeah. End of problem. We solved it. It's like, it's a suit. They could literally have hundreds of them. <laughs> yeah, he he might have a whole team. <laughs> and that's the whole thing. No one believes her, yet he's the world leader in optics. Yeah. Science, which I don't even know what that means or what he does. But it's like, <laughs> you wouldn't think like, hey, he could have made a invisible suit. Like the leader in optics that's so far-fetched <laughs> yeah um but yeah i it's it's one of those frustrating things as an audience member where you know the truth but yeah. no one else believes her but yeah. you could also say like yeah she would seem like a crazy person yeah totally. and that's that's why it's just so funny at that at that point because it's like she seemed crazy and then it's like oh well here's proof everyone knows there's proof there's literally an invisible man and then yeah. they're like, but come on, that's nothing else could be more far from this truth. Yeah, yeah. 
There's no way uh, Adrian w- had planned this whole thing. Or actually, yeah. the, her her brother-in-law is really kind of his whole thing is he's like, you know, there's no way we're gonna prove that in court. So I say we just give up and uh, and just be cool with that. The dead guy got, or the the brother got killed and he's <laughs> yeah. dead. He's like, isn't that a win enough? <laughs> yeah, she's like, like this guy abused me. Yeah, what the fuck. That's yeah. That's the other thing is like, all the other characters kind of just dismissed that she was like i was abused i can't even talk about it that's how abused i was and her sister's like fuck you you wrote these nasty things to me and you're suffering from a crazy amount of abuse to the point where you couldn't even leave the house for a little bit like yeah like must be clear-headed and really genuinely hate me yeah i i should be able to take that email at face value (laughs) Even though you've been through so much and some guy who his brother obviously is a creep too. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, it is like, I think it's such an effective movie um, exploring gaslighting and abuse and emotional abuse. Yeah. Um, which can be hard to do without feeling preachy or, you know, just hitting it over the head a little too hard. But this movie hits it over the head really hard, but it still it feels so um, appropriate, yeah, for the material. So it really works to where you're like, "Fuck, this actually is giving me good insight on, you know, how women can be made to look crazy, even yeah. when they're going through something." Yeah, that's why I know like if a woman ever tells me that there's an invisible ex boyfriend coming after them, I'll believe them because yeah. Believe, I've seen this hashtag movie. believe women uh, when it comes to uh invisible, invisible men. ex or husbands yeah yeah you have to believe women yeah uh, and this guy it, you hate him right away i don't know about yeah. you but like he didn't even he doesn't even talk in that first sequence he's just laying there and you hate him <laughs> yeah. like i don't know how the movie did that i guess because like we do have the knowledge from the trailers and whatnot that he's abusive mm-hmm. but it's interesting how just seeing her be so terrified of him, yeah. uh, trying to slowly sneak out of there. And that, uh, he has the dog with a shock collar, so you know, like, piece of shit, dude, this guy. Yeah. Sucks. Yeah, there's so many, uh, and the, the um, whatchamacallit, uh, security cameras, like, all these little yeah. things that you're just like, dude, fuck this guy. And right from the first minute, you want to see him lose. Yeah. And, like, how bored does he have to be to harass her like yeah, that? Yeah, I don't... That's, like, like that was my favorite so petty. idea of, like, the whole th- bit where he hides that cell phone in the on, in the attic. Yeah. I just like the idea of him, like, when no one's home, he crawl. he's, like, crawling up there, checking if she called the phone and making sure it's fully charged for when she comes back later. In yeah. Case she finally so... figures out to call. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's so petty. Like he's just sitting in her in the room watching her for like eight hours, <laughs> just for the like one moment where he can scare her. It's like, where's this guy? What Truly time psycho. Does he have? Yeah, so petty. Yeah, and I wonder to what degree um, him and his brother were trading off or like taking shifts or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I'm gonna assume that it was him until like that last part where the brother got killed basically 
Yeah. It's like that was like the final part where he's like, I need you to go do this because of whatever he has over his brother. Yeah, that's probably the uh, probably what happened. But it's it is possible they were kind of tag teaming it because like, dude, aren't you getting hungry? You're just staying in her brother in law's house. Um, And I wasn't too sure the relationship between her sister and the brother in law because like the sister didn't live in the house with them. Oh yeah, like, what, what was going on with that? Do I have that relationship all wrong? Because isn't, yeah, I didn't realize that they were anything other than like it was like, a friend of the sisters. Oh, I it. thought they were, I thought that was they were together. Because she Cause, like, talks about with her. her. Yeah, yeah. So I thought maybe it was like, oh, maybe it's like his her ex that she trusts because he's like a cop and he's a stand-up person. So yeah. she's like, oh, she'll feel safer with you or something. I don't know. Yeah, there was just odd. Like, if they're like, oh, does the does the sister live and work in uh, San Francisco, like the city, so she doesn't come and stay with them? I was so unsure of what that relationship was, and maybe <laughs> I was just making shit up in my head that the sister and... Uh, uh, who is that black actor? He was really, he's always good in everything yeah. he's in. Uh, like, very charming. He was in uh, Friday Night Lights for like a season. Oh, I, I never saw that show, so I don't know. But um, yeah, I, I was so confused what their relationship was. And I was like, is did they just not have the sister living with them? That way it wasn't so brutal when she dies. You know, like, if she's a yeah. little separated from the family, then you don't feel as bad. <laughs> like, I don't know. It was... Um, but the sister's death, that was... Uh, Aldous Hodge is the actor's name. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, uh... Been in a bunch of stuff. He was MC Ren and Straight Outta Compton. I don't know who that is, but... <laughs> um, but, yeah, the sister's death, it's like classic horror movie once someone believes the person that person's dead yeah. <laughs> like i knew once she had that look on her face like okay i'm ready to believe you it's like oh no <laughs> no you're gonna die and what a brutal kill yeah yeah that was crazy actually that scene too was funny because uh i thought how um it it's like a fancy restaurant and I just think it's funny that they don't have like cameras there, surveillance cameras in, in some like super nice restaurant. Oh, I know. A surveillance camera would like fix the whole movie. It just, or, like, it's break like the movie. Yeah. Really. Cause it's like a floating knife suddenly slices a woman's throat and then <laughs> flies into the hand of the, the main, the main character. Yeah. I just, well, the other thing that would be funny is like, they they show because the scene right after that she's shown at the precinct that there's a video of her running from their house from some other person's like front door ring doorbell camera or whatever yeah and it's like then they show this this shot of her in that restaurant that knife slices the throat and flies in her hand and they're like are do you have telekinesis are you some crazy <laughs> freak what did why did you do that 
and that's yeah, the like, that's they the, still where think they she killed to. her but yeah instead of yeah, invisibility like, no, it's her being able to move stuff with her mind yeah like this is more plausible that would be that would both make the movie iconic but <laughs> horrible uh, uh, and before we move forward we got to talk about our uh, our second sponsor uh invisilitter um, I don't know about you, Chris, but I have two cats, and litter can be a big problem uh, between the smell, cleaning it, having to replace it. That's why Invisilitter has you covered. Invisilitter actually erases the poop from being seen. Uh, so yes, the poop's still there, but you no longer have to look at it. I've been using Invisilitter for about a month now, and honestly, I don't even know if I've cleaned my litter box or not. It's pretty awesome. Uh, the smell tells me I've missed a few nuggets, but who cares? Out of sight, out of mind. Use the promo code Where's the Cat Shit to get 20% off your first order of Invisilitter. Make that poop go away, sort of. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of invisible fighting and invisible attacks. Uh, what did you think about that stuff? Yeah, the, is it was really cool. I don't, I don't think I've seen anything like that before in a movie yeah uh, it was really interesting some of it felt awkward like yeah i think the longer they stay in a shot where someone's flailing around and like fighting an invisible person the more it kind of got laughable yeah. but <laughs> uh generally it was it was good but i felt like some of the you know when they're on the floor rolling around and like slapping away the the invisible man it's like okay, this like just looks silly. Like, yeah, I can't imagine taking yourself seriously filming that scene. Yeah, when she's when she's fighting him in the house after she dumped the paint on him. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's like the first big um, th- invisible fight. I think they were they like took someone out. They had someone in that shot and then t- took them out because there was like weird angles of her arm where it looked like. There was like digital stuff going on with her clothes. Oh, because that because they had to make it look real when she's like being choked and moved around. So I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, I could see something. like some of that. Maybe stuff. like an arm, just like a mechanical arm thing, like moving her around or something. But yeah, or it'd be easy if it's just you know someone's hand dragging her across. Yeah. You could key that out relatively easy. Um, but, but for them getting it as good as they did um, is a testament to the filmmaking because yeah having just somebody like flail around on the ground his can look so stupid and came close to looking so stupid sometimes (laughs) to me but uh i thought overall pretty good and just so creepy because you don't know where the hell it's gonna come from yeah 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 they're they're those the longer fight scenes the longer shots it was kind of like you think you know where he is in real real in relation to her but then you don't because she'll swing and you're like oh okay i guess he's not there yeah but then like her swing sort of hits him you know like glancing blow uh so it was kind of uh realistic and creepy and weird in that way yeah um, He's so strong, though. Yeah, that's another thing that I have written down is, like, I know it's called Invisible Man, but I didn't assume it was a superhero movie. Yeah, he's, like, he has absurdly super strong. strength. Lifting her yeah. up off the ground just by, like, choking her. 
Yeah, so like that's not easy to do. Yeah, he's he's not a super bulky guy. He's pretty. No. He seems pretty lean. I don't. <laughs> yeah, to hold someone up. So let's let's say she's 115, 120 pounds. To hold 120 pounds with your arm straight, you know, straight arm yeah. just by the throat, uh, and, and then the way he's taking out the cops. Too, oh yeah, like so strong. Yeah, th- so when he's when he's lifting her up, he's also holding her arm so she can't stab him with the knife. Mm-hmm. So it's like he's not using both hands just to choke her and hold her up. He's yeah, only and that's using an awkward one. grip. And yeah, yeah, and the cops that that scene was really funny because I just was like, how many cops is he gonna kill? They're all just gonna keep coming. Yeah, and, and so uh, many in there. Yeah, there's so many. It's like this is this isn't a prison, right? It was like a yeah, psych psych uh, place, really insecure psych ward. <laughs> yeah, but there, but there's like twenty cops there. Yeah, and, like uh, that wasn't even in the ca- the case for Terminator Two. Remember that psych ward <laughs> yeah. scene? Like there's there like was way more security, security. Guy, and then a couple yeah, of like, just people in the the outfits who had batons. I think. Yeah. And way more gates there to get through. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that place was uh, not not like overly secure in all the wrong ways. I just like oh. it. That scene was, I think, one of my favorites though because I was just hoping it didn't end and there'd just be piles of bodies. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, like every group more, of people more. would come out, they'd look around like, "What the fuck? This woman took out like five cops." Yeah, and she's not even and holding a place, gun right now. That place has to have had um, security cameras. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, which is also weird because that he didn't want to. He didn't kill anyone really. Like he, there's a couple of people that he killed, but like majority of those cops, I don't think he killed. He just like knocked them unconscious. And I kind of yeah, feel like in order to keep like her seeming like she's insane, he's got to just kill everyone. Yeah, although if you take it from but. the uh, the niece character who gets smacked by him, she immediately thinks it's her. I Just, forgot about she... that. That scene really bothered me, too, because I was like, he couldn't have waited till she was, like, walking away from her and, like, hit her in the back of the head just so she was like, what the fuck? You definitely hit me. Who else would have done it? But it was like they were looking at each other, and yeah. suddenly she gets knocked out, knocked from the side. I guess you would just be like, well, there's my mind isn't going to immediately think that you, you know, that there was an invisible guy. So I just must have missed yeah, how fast yeah. you were. But it was still like, dude, come on. <laughs> Especially if like the girl has been saying, hey, I think yeah, there's an invisible I guy. <laughs> yeah. But that's it's hard to talk about that stuff. I think they did a a really good job, like with the trying to explain what's happening but not being able to. Because a lot of the times, uh, like I think um, a good example is the the mist. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you remember in the mist, they um, the uh, in the back of the store, a monster kills one of the guys. Yeah, uh, like rips his legs apart, and they they come back out and everybody's like, "Hey, what happened?" They're like there was something out there like, or they just say it's so vague. Yeah. And then (laughs) it being vague is actually like helps progress the story and like helps just give the characters enough information. Mm -hmm. 
But in reality, you would be like, there was a tentacle arm that came out and just grabbed the dude. You know, you would yeah. say that. Yeah. Uh, so I think this movie did it had a good balance of like, okay, that's what realistically someone would probably say, but it's also withholding enough information that she's not like, hey, it looked like an invisible person was standing on the, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought it, it struck that balance well. Yeah. And yeah, then, there's uh, definitely, it definitely bounced back and forth of like, how are they going to explain this one? And then they're like, okay. Yeah. That works. It's just hard to explain. Yeah. Uh, and the, uh, the suit is a nice little gimp suit. Looks very gimp suity. <laughs> Dude, that, that suit, I liked its design. I feel like there should be a warning for this movie, though, for people with, like, trypto- trypophobia. Oh, yeah, it was kind of, like, like, disgusting. Yeah, I feel like if you have trypophobia, you would be like, fuck this. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of, you know, have that, uh, where that type of stuff disgusts me, but it wasn't so bad with the suit. But yeah. it's, like, really close to being that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's kind of, it's a sci-fi movie, oddly you know yeah and it it kind of uh reminded me a lot of um upgrade in that way it's very similar mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, and that's actually when we talk about the double feature maybe i'll tease out a little bit of uh the future <laughs> double feature we'll talk about um but yeah the suit was cool and it's it's just nice having it be something that's more of a uh really grounded and makes sense than yeah yeah because you know, when whatever i saw the trailer i just assumed like oh, he's just injected with something that makes him invisible or something weird like that. Yeah. And it's like, no, it's just a suit. That's all. Yeah, which makes more sense, too, for him. Like, as much as it, it doesn't make sense that he would waste all his days and nights following <laughs> her and shit, Yeah, it makes sense that he would wear a suit and still have his life and everything versus, like, Hollow Man. Yeah. Where you're going to inject yourself and then be invisible forever what's your what's your life after you ruin her life yeah true which is also like kind of like dude what's your play after this i guess he was always gonna um do the uh do the thing against his brother you know where he mm-hmm. he came, comes back to life but still that that leaves a lot of questions too so. yeah i was assuming it's like oh they're just gonna since he's so rich they'll just start a new life somewhere else and, and yeah. be different people essentially. But wouldn't a cor did a coroner see the body? Like, yeah, let's talk yeah, to that coroner. That, yeah. Actually that, that's brings up another thing I was thinking is like when she goes back to his house, the dog's just there by itself. Yeah. And, and his like, cell phone plan is still on. Yeah. His cell phone plan's <laughs> still running. Yeah. I was like the dog, who the fuck? They're not going to take care of the dog. Yeah. Like someone would, do something with the dog right like, yeah that's she would take it herself yeah she clearly loved it but um oh yeah also i wanted to talk about so the scene that i thought was funny too is when they're in the attic or when she's in the attic it's great because she's climbing up there you're like oh they're gonna she's gonna come back the ladder's gonna be gone and then oh yeah yeah peeps over and then instead, she dumps that paint out, and he, he's there. Well, it was, I think it was actually milk, it, it seemed like. Oh, yeah, that, it was very milky paint. Yeah. Like, that was not paint. I don't know why, <laughs> but. 
Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a cool twist to what. Yeah, you I think definitely you thought he was going to take it. And, uh, but then she gets down without it anyways, and it's not even a big deal. So, yeah, <laughs> even if he like did, it's pretty like, easy. Yeah, she just hops down. She's yeah, like, imagine if like she's just, I can't do it. I can't jump down. <laughs> He's just inconveniencing her. That's all he does. Like, she's on the toilet. He takes all the toilet paper. So when she goes away, she's like, fuck. Yeah. This guy's That's ruining my life. Version. Yeah. I also uh, like yeah. how fast he must have cleaned off the what was supposed to be paint off of that suit because you know that suit's just cameras yeah it's like seriously. there's nooks and crannies in there that that paint would seep in but within like 30 seconds he's cleaned it all off and he's completely invisible yeah <laughs> it's like I've, i'm always interested in movies that follow the killer there's yeah. not a lot of them but like um i always use the example of like scream 2 when they the killer kills someone in a movie theater Mm-hmm. it's like how that dude had to go buy a movie ticket had to have his bag with his suit inside of it so what if they were like hey you can't bring a bag into the movie theater <laughs> and he's like fuck okay i'll put it near the back door mm-hmm. and then i'll go in but then he goes to the back door and someone's taking the bag you know like yeah. what are all the the hijinks what did the people have to actually go through to pull the stuff off yeah uh, I think New Year's New Year's Evil is a movie that follows that. Oh, really? um, I haven't seen it, but it's, it's kind of in that vein. Um, and uh, the final the final bouts, or not the the final final bout, but the um, uh, when the brother is killed. Um, I always get so annoyed when characters like the daughter character are doing nothing to save the other person. Yeah. Like her father's getting his ass beat. Like at least tackle the invisible <laughs> thing, you know? Yeah. Do yeah. something. Cause, Cause previously she's, she is not afraid enough to use that, the mace or pepper spray. Yeah. So it's like she does well with like fight or flight. So if she's going to do that, she should be doing something later. Yeah. And just, like even handling the fire. Yeah, she, yeah. She, she's like, I got this, and just immediately. Yeah, it grabs out. the uh, the thing, tells her not to use the water because that'll make it worse. Yeah. you know. So it's like, man, <laughs> can you at least save your dad? Tackle him. <laughs> go, go grab the uh, mace again, and even though I, I guess it <laughs> didn't really affect that guy. It wouldn't, right? Because it yeah. couldn't get through. The, the suit must be like watertight. Yeah, paint tight, wet, milky yeah, paint milk, tight, milk tight. Um, and then with the uh, the final finale where basically she goes to meet with Adrian and get a confession um, on him, uh, how'd you like that? Did you kind of see that coming? Oh, yeah, that was cool. Um, I didn't see it coming, but the thing that I th- thought early on was like, oh, what if, what if uh, there's just this twist where, like, he's not even in control it's like someone else who's invisible making him do shit yeah you know i kind of was when the brother thing happened mm-hmm. and that that's revealed that's the brother um i was kind of thinking okay is there's gonna be some even like bigger twists yeah, yeah like the brother is dead adrian is dead and it's not even adrian who was telling the brother to do these things or whatever 
Yeah, I was but. I was wondering if that would happen, but I knew like okay, we set up the second suit. Yeah, that second suit is gonna be used. So yeah. how is it gonna be used? So I kind of had a feeling when she was there. I was like, okay, she's yeah. gonna get that second suit on and, and kill him. But I think they do a pretty good faking us out by having the sting operation. Yeah, which at the, yeah at the same time I was like, why did she even go through with that part of it if she just wanted to? kill him like, yeah but, yeah she didn't necessarily need to do that <laughs> that part of it but i guess um i guess it helps because then it's like um when talking to the police afterwards you're like hey this happened you know while the cop was there what how could i be a part of killing this guy i wouldn't invite my cop friend to do a sting operation if i was gonna kill him yeah you know but I think it was mostly there to kind of fake out the audience and think, okay, this is how she's going to get them, get back at them. Um, that way they can surprise us with the uh, the suit that she uses, which I guess now she's going to become a superhero. Yeah, she's the, the invisible woman. Universal, the yeah, it's the, the Universal Monsters universe, whatever <laughs> oh, they're yeah. doing. The it's going to be the, the Dark Universe, the Mummy, the Invisible Man and whatever the hell else oh yeah well i mean the invisible man is supposed to be johnny depp originally with that photo of like all the actors together oh really yeah he was supposed to be the invisible man they had like javier bardem was supposed to be i think frankenstein and, oh yeah uh, and, and that thing quickly fell apart was supposed money. to be bride of frankenstein but she wasn't in the picture but i'm just curious like do th- so the invisible man was supposed to be johnny depp which means did they base this character who's an abuser of his wife on johnny depp even though it was and then changed the, the actor. girl it was uh it was oh yeah was, uh, it was amber, amber heard who was abusing him yeah so really in a way johnny depp's life is exactly mirrored to this movie <laughs> yeah. because he was being gaslit. Nobody believed him that he was being abused. They thought he was the abuser. And then we find out that Amber that it actually, actually murdered Amber him. Well, yeah, and he's been dead yeah. for a long time. Uh, but I think they kind of scrapped that this came after they scrapped. Yeah, that, this uh, is, I'm assuming, like after Get Out and all that stuff, they're like, oh, we can make an intelligent, kind of more restrained movie not some crazy trying to be a blockbuster yeah because the mummy's failure kind of set the tone (laughs) for okay nobody wants this they want something a little different Um, yeah i didn't see the new mummy i actually heard some people liked it but um it was just too cost too much for what it made Mm. i I saw it and it's very forgettable Mm mm-hmm that's versus this movie just that. is not forgettable yeah it's like lingers with you yeah that's why i was excited to talk about it i saw it alone and then just uh, nobody talked to about it and so i was like man there's a lot to talk to talk about with this movie yeah yeah i saw it with like four people and but everyone had to basically leave right after but they're like oh well uh, I'm excited to hear what you have to say on your podcast. And I was like, nice. That's the way to do it. That works. That's the way to get the numbers up. Yeah. Um, cool. And any other, uh, any other thoughts about it before we get to the double feature? Um, oh, I want to talk about 
Did you see? Did you watch the end credits? Um, I didn't stay for the all of them. No. There's a scene after the credits. Oh it, really? It shows the suit, like in in the, uh, the basement or whatever on that rack, mm-hmm. and then it clo- it zooms in on the the suit, and then all the lenses open, and then it goes to black. No. What's that mean? <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but uh, it's like you know, <laughs> all those ending credits where they show a fa- face of someone dead and they open their eyes. Yeah, it yeah. <laughs> it's like that. Yeah. God, I, it's kind of like a sequel idea is inherent in it already, even without like a post credit, just of her having the suit. Yeah. That you're like, okay, what is she gonna do with this? But she, she could just, do something. She, she just becomes like the invisible woman. Vigilante for abused spouses yeah and then like fucks with abusers or something yeah and i in no way do i want that or need that but it is there it's like if they were forced gun to their head to make a sequel it would probably be something like that yeah um yeah it could be a kind of a cool uh it opens the door for a cool type of superhero or something for the future yeah um um, well, cool. How about, uh, unless you got any other lingering thoughts, we'd jump into our uh, suggested uh, double feature. Yeah, no, I think that's it. Cool. So, yeah, highly recommend the movie. Um, it's worth all the hype. And uh, I would say it is, like, a pretty triggering movie for abuse, though. Yeah. Um, I, can't, I can't imagine, like, all the abusive shithead dudes who are going to watch it. And, like, what do they think? you know yeah it's like when you see a movie with like the bad guys are racists and then you have a racist watch the movie like what do these people think yeah they're like i don't understand why he's a villain it's like oh god he was just like in love with her and just wanted to protect her and make sure she was doing what was best for her yeah she shouldn't have left him like that (laughs) yeah actually that's one more thing i wanted to talk about is at the end the guy's like so insane and they're like that there would be any entertaining the idea of like well even though i did all this other stuff with the invisible suit you wanted to she wanted to leave him before that because he's yeah but he still thinks like no but even with all that stuff out she should still come back to me it was like (laughs) no yeah what a clown and now yeah yeah not only not only did you do all that you also were just a monster. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, well, cool. It's uh, my double feature suggestion. Uh, I have two, actually, because um, why the hell not? Uh, one, I think, make it a Lee Wynell night. Watch The Invisible Man and then watch Upgrade because I think they're both deal with the idea of, like, not being in control of yourself. Um upgrades uh for those who don't know it's a movie about it's kind of like venom uh in that this computer latches yeah it's like uh sci-fi venom a computer latches onto the the back of this guy's neck and then kind of helps him get some justice but it's also controlling him uh and controlling his body um so i would pair those two movies because there's kind of some similar themes to it and also just the same director i think you can see his style um and his ability to create tension 
in both those movies. Um, yeah. Uh, my other choice is you watch this and then you watch Bill Cosby's Ghost Dad. <laughs> uh, now I, I understand why some people might have a problem with that in that Bill Cosby is an abuser. <laughs> and then to watch a new Bill Cosby movie with a movie about abuse. Um, but that's what double features are for. And Ghost Dad is about Bill Cosby dying and then coming back as a ghost. So he's invisible. Um, and uh, I don't remember if it's a particularly good movie, but it could make an interesting double feature of, you know, have a glass of wine as you watch Invisible Man, then uh, take a shot uh, or two before Ghost Dad and, and watch it drunk with some friends. So those are my choices. Uh, do you have any double feature ideas? Man, uh, upgrade is definitely a good choice. I would. That's the only thing that would really come to mind for me personally. Maybe uh, you could see like a shittier version in like Hollow Man. Yeah, I was thinking that uh, too. They're just so similar that it's yeah, like, and it, uh, and it's not good compared to this. Yeah, definitely. Still creepy, but yeah, not as good. Um, I just remember the scene of like him slowly turning invisible and like <laughs> how it's just skin, you know, and then his skin's going away. It's just a very creepy scene. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would definitely do make it the Lee Wan L night, or if you're so inclined, Ghost Dad and Invisible Man. Yeah, Upgrade uh, is really great, and I like that that actor, um, Logan. Was it Logan Marshall? Logan Marshall Green, Green, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. He's like Yeah, he's good. He's like poor man's Tom Hardy. Oh, but, totally. But like I think I like him more, way more than I like Tom Hardy. Yeah, I think so too. It's and uh Tom Hardy has basically had some uh controversy as far as like him being an asshole on set, I think so. Oh really? <laughs> maybe okay. maybe it's Logan Marshall Green era time <laughs> to take over. Yeah, he was in cuz he's in this game uh, Telling Lies know if you've seen that uh no i haven't seen that it's one pretty good it's it's just um did you ever see her story or that game her story no basically they're both just live like videos and um you're in this you're on like a computer and you search through the videos to tell a story but uh oh interesting yeah it's some weird kind of experimental stuff but anyways well, cool. yeah all right, well, that's our review of Invisible Man with our double features. Uh, you can find uh, all our episodes on this channel. Also, drop us a line, drop us a review. You can find me on Twitter, at Gio Cabello, or at Beat It Pod. Um, and uh, Chris, how about you? Yeah, I'm at on Twitter, uh, at Rebirth Project, and I'm on Instagram, at Chris Hosoda. Cool, yeah, let us know what you think of the show. Uh you know, we're adding little uh, comedy ads and things to it. Let us know if you like those. Got a new theme song. Um, so uh, we're always looking to improve it and, uh, and make the podcast better. So you guys have a good week. And we'll see you next week. I'm not sure what movie we're doing yet, but I know there's a lot of good movies coming out. So um, I'm excited for whatever we choose. Yeah. All right. Later, y'all. Bye. At least it's better than a car crash And we're gonna write some funny ads Talking movies and having a blitz It's the Beat It Podcast